0: Welcome back to Young, Dumb, and Broke. I'm your host, Faith Kiakia. Today, we're going to be doing another solo episode. Uh, Jason Derulo would be so proud. And yes, I'm going to run that joke into the ground because I can, and I will, and I want to, and I should. Um, This is actually the second time that I'm recording this episode. I'm pissed off because I didn't realize that my wireless headphones were connected when I recorded this right before I'm now re-recording. And so 30 minutes after I finish recording, I try to listen to it back and the entire audio is fucked. So yes, we are re-recording. My energy may not be the exact same. I'm hoping that we just get through it. So this episode, I wanted to talk about some more roommate stories last episode i sort of ran out of time also i didn't really think of some of these because i've had so many shitty roommates and so many roommates like some of them i don't even remember the names of like i've had that many roommates so the first one i want to talk about is the same one from last week at the end if you haven't listened to last week's episode i think i suggest like you should watch that or you should listen to that one first before you listen to this one because it's not really going to make sense of this story But the one that tried to kill my cat, and once again, fuck her, fuck you, bitch, um, we're going to throw it back and we're going to talk about the stupid fucking air mattress that she had again. For anyone that didn't listen to last episode, I guess I'll just summarize um, so it will make sense that she had this air mattress that she slept on for the three months that she lived in my house. And it was just this blue single-sized air mattress. She didn't have sheets. She didn't have a pillow. She didn't have a blanket. She didn't have a comforter. She literally just slept on her back. I think on her, I'm going to assume on her back. I didn't like watch her sleep, but like for the sake of the story, we're going to embellish and we're going to say she slept on her back, like feet, uh, coffin style with her arms crossed on her chest. <laughs> I just acted that out. I don't know why, because no one can see me, but um, that's embarrassing. Um. So anyway, she would sleep on this mattress And I could tell because, I could tell all these things about it because she would leave her door open when she was gone. And so one day when no one was home, I was, I probably did something illegal, but I went, I just kind of stepped into the room and I like touched the mattress and it was a rock hard mattress. Like, I don't know how she slept on that and didn't break her back. Also the mattress, she was a tall girl. The mattress was too short. There's no way that her feet didn't hang off the edge. It's just all fucked up. Anyways, when she decided to move out of the place, when we like ended the lease, she decided to move out 15 days early so that I can move this other girl in and she could get half of her rent back. Fine. But then she, she said the air mattress didn't fit in her car when she was moving the rest of her stuff. She, she was going to rent a U-Haul and come back for the air mattress, only the air mattress. And in my mind, I'm like, bitch, why don't you just deflate the air mattress? Like, logically, why why would you not just deflate it? Why do you have to rent a U-Haul? Even if you had to come back, drive back to get it, why would you rent a U-Haul to pick up the, the full air mattress? Like, that doesn't make any logical sense. So anyways, this is what happened. So then I had the other girl move in, the one where I burnt my hair on her candle, this one. And so the girl asked the one in the basement, who I also talked about last episode, to keep the mattress in, her, in the basement with her until she could come pick it up. And the girl was nice and she said, okay, that was a good story for the girl that lived in the basement. <laughs> there you go, pros and cons here. We're gonna even it out a little bit. Not really though, that was just one nice thing. But then not, no, not nice things that she got tired of having it in the basement. So she left it in the front walkway, like the front, what's it called? Like a foyer? I don't like that word. It makes me uncomfortable to say so, so she left it in the front place. And so when you walk in, that's the first thing you see is this air mattress that because it's been lugged around the house so much, it's just deflating slowly. Like, you know how a like like if like as if it had like the tiniest little speck of a hole in it. And it was just slowly oozing out air over like weeks. So she didn't come for weeks. She kept saying, oh, I'm going to come another day. I'm going to come another day. I'll come another day. And then finally, she was like, okay, I'm going to come pick it up today. We're, we're all like, fucking great, because we don't want to look at this bitch anymore. So she comes, but she comes really late. And I was so angry inside of everything she did, and trying to kill my cat so many times. I'm just like, I'm raging. I'm angry. I'm, I'm vengeful. Okay, like I wanted revenge. And I think that's okay to admit but i wanted revenge and so she was like picking it up and i did what any person that has been through what i have been through with her would do and i took the mattress by the hand and i opened the front door and i threw it out i threw it out the front door and where it landed is where it landed i didn't even look and I, I think I'm right about that. I think I'm right in just throwing it because what the fuck do I have to keep that in my house for? That ain't my fucking shit, bitch. I'm pretty sure there's a law that says if you leave shit, it becomes mine. Is that squatter's rights? Probably not. That's probably not the right law. Probably wrong country, too. But you know what? I'm not a lawyer. I've never claimed to be. I'm an accountant, not a lawyer. So, anyways, I threw it out the front door and I texted her and I, I texted her back and I said, I have to leave for something, so I left your mattress outside for you. She comes by probably an hour after she said she's coming right now. And I get a text from her. Keep in mind, I didn't leave. My car is in the driveway. I turned off the front light and the foyer light, and we all were in the kitchen. She texts me and she goes, did you leave my mattress outside because you were leaving or because you didn't want to talk to me? And so I just never replied. (laughs) Why do I have to reply to her? Like, this isn't my problem. So, no, fuck her. Like, that's on her. She left it there for weeks. This was December at this point. So then flash, uh, yeah, flash forward. I thought I was saying a different word. Flash forward to December December 24th, midnight. So Mm -hmm. December 25th. Christmas and keep in mind she did not celebrate Christmas at all but she texts me Merry Christmas she had the nerve to text me Merry fucking Christmas nah bitch nah and the text before that was me not replying to her text about the mattress so she did that I don't know why she would do that and so I just never replied to that either because i'm not gonna deal with that i'm not going to give in to this shit. okay like this is not worth my energy so i saw that on christmas eve and i just locked the phone closed my eyes and went to sleep and that is the last message in my phone from her our last conversation it says merry christmas and i never replied because i'm never going to reply it's also been years so i'm definitely never going to reply but fuck her. And also speaking of her, I didn't have to, I didn't have this plan to say this, but like I started working with someone that was, I think she was a, no, she wasn't a co-op, but she was something that she was new to the office and she was like low level. And she could have been this girl's sister. They talked the same. They dressed the same. They looked the exact same. Like it was like her twin. It was so uncomfortable. And I didn't like her either. And I don't know if I didn't like her because she reminded me so much of the roommate or if it's just who she was as a person. But then I realized when we had a group lunch that I didn't like her because of who she was as a person, as well as I didn't like her because of the roommate. So there you go. Full circle. Okay. So now we're going to talk about another roommate story. This one is a little bit more, it's not like that big of a story, but it's a bit fucked up. I'm going to, I'm just going to preface it. And I'm I'm also going to preface this with a a little backstory. So in first year of university, I think I've mentioned it before, but I, I went to Ottawa, like Ottawa University. So I lived there. For second year, I decided to move back to London and go to King's University. So I went there and I decided to rent a room in a student house near campus. So I rented this room in this house that was right beside this like little building that was part of... King's but it was like if you've ever been near to King's you would see it's like separate there's some houses in between the university and this building but it's on the same road and so it had parking I was the first one to sign the lease it was a basement with three rooms and that renovated it was furnished and so I signed the lease whatever this girl comes she signs the lease she was fine she was nice Then this guy comes and he was, he wasn't a transfer student, but he was like a student from China who, and also he was a guy. And like, I've never lived with a guy in that capacity, like other than a parent, like I don't have brothers or anything. So I was a little bit uncomfortable with the thought of that, but I was just like, I've already signed the lease. Like, I don't know what I can do now. So it is what it is. But he came from China. He barely spoke English, but he was doing this like program where he learns more English and then he can like get into the program that he wants to be at at Western so fine he was a nice enough person but the entire place it didn't have enough air circulation and it smelled all the time they did not keep it clean at all The garbage was never taken out, like outside. It would just stay in the bins. Raccoons would get into it and nobody ever brought it to the road. And like, okay, you know what? As I'm saying this, especially for the second time, since I've already recorded this episode, I could have probably done some of that and I did do some of it, but it's not on me when there's two other people living there to keep everything clean and to keep everything not smelling this one particular smell that as I talk about it, I can smell and I'm feeling nauseous. It's like this particular smell. I've never smelled it since. Yeah, I don't want to go into into it more than that. But anyways, so I decided I lived there. I stuck it out for like three, four months, which was really difficult. I'm going to be honest. And then around December, I was like, dad, like I'm going to have to move in with you because my mom had already moved to Windsor. And so he was in London. I'm like, I'm going to have to move in with you for a few months because I knew before I went to that rental house, I knew that he was building that condo that I ended up like renting to people, to other students and other girls to live in with me. So I knew that was coming, but that was going to be ready in end of May, June. So I had like that whole another semester to get through. And so I lived at his house, but I decided that with the landlord for this place, I told her like, I'm not going to fight you on the rent and like, I'm not gonna like for the next four months of this lease, like, I, I, cause I had an eight month lease, I don't have it in me to like go through this like legal battle to get this like four months reduced, you know? And I'm saying that with knowing that I do have a privilege in this story. Like, I was privileged that I'm able to do that and that my parents said that they would help me with that. Not everyone could do that and be and not like and have to stick it out. And so I am very thankful that I could just go without the fight. But basically, I emailed her and I said, like, here are the problems. I'm moving out. I'm keeping some of my stuff here since I'm still paying this rent for the next four months. And I'm still going to park here when I go to class. And I think that's, like, the least that I can, like, ask for when I'm still paying you the rent for the room. And I said, specifically, I said, Just so you know, as of this date, I'm no longer living here. And if anything happens to the house, like if they burn it down, if there's a fine for anything, if something happens, it's not on me. And you cannot come after me for that because I'm not here. But I'm keeping some of my stuff, but I am not going to be living here and I'm not going to be liable for any of that. And so she agreed. She was like really nice about it. She felt really bad and she was so unsure that I would... I think she thought I was going to sue her for the run because she kept asking like are you really sure like I we can try to do something and work it out and I'm like no like I literally I'm just done like I don't want to do it like I don't want to work it out I don't want to live with these people anymore we don't really get along it's uncomfortable so I'm not doing it and cuz I didn't have to and that's the privilege of I didn't have to do it and so anyways long story short I left some of my stuff there, like my comforter. Keep in mind that it was furnished. So I didn't have furniture there, but I had like some of these clothes that I never wear. I had some books for school for first semester. I had my comforter there. And this comforter was a white comforter with black lines on it. I think some people that are listening have seen it before. It's very like particular. So before I left, because I kept all that stuff there for four months. Before I left i knew that the guy from china his mom was going to be coming for a few weeks and staying there and so she came and i was always kind of wondering like oh i wonder where she's sleeping because i don't think she would sleep with the sun you know because i think that's a little weird but i don't know maybe that's not but i think it is like i don't think i would go and sleep in my dad's bed I, the thought oh my god i just said that and got a little nauseous like that's just that's weird <laughs> But I don't know if it's the same thing, like, works with, like, a guy and his mom. Like, I don't know because I'm not, I don't, I have that experience. But anyways, so uh, at the end of the school year, I went back to get some stuff. Like, she had already gone back to China, fine. And the other two had moved out. And I realized, I saw, I looked at my mattress, uh, on my comforter. I keep saying comf- uh, mattress instead of comforter. If I say mattress, you know I mean comforter. And the lines on the comforter. We're all vertical. And I would never do that. Like, to me, that's psychotic. I would never do that. If the lines are supposed to be horizontal, like, I can't even think of a bedding where the lines would be vertical, but, like, fine if you have one. But this wasn't it. It was horizontal. I would never have put that on vertically. So someone went in my fucking room. And so I realized... He had his mom sleep in my fucking bed for weeks. Because he probably thought, oh, well, she moved out. So what's the problem? The bed is there. So she slept in my bed. And I've honestly never used that comforter since. I got a new comforter because I was like, what the fuck? I have a thing about germs. I've washed that comforter many times. I still own it. It's in in my house right now. But I just will not use that one anymore. It makes me really, really uncomfortable that he did that. And it's really fucked up if you think about it. Like, he didn't get my consent. He didn't ask if she could sleep in my room. He went in there. That was illegal. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. You can't go in someone's someone's bed, whether they're there or not. So anyways, fuck him. I don't know what his... I literally, to this day, I don't know what his name is. I did at the time, but it's been six years. I don't know. Four years. I don't remember anymore. I don't remember where her name is either. I don't remember what some of my other roommates names was. Brain tumor, I think. Okay, so let's move on. Because I'm a bit heated about that mom sleeping in my bed. Unrelated, I want to tell a story about this guy that I worked with in the Toronto office. It's kind of keeping in mind with like the house. It's not really related at all. I'm trying to like Justify this story, but basically, it has to do with my apartment. But like, that doesn't really have anything to do with the remains. Okay. When I worked in the Toronto office, I was on uh, one, I was on two teams. The second team I was on, this guy that I worked with, I'm going to call him Tom. His name is not Tom, but I'm going to call him Tom. Tom would work a hundred and he would tell people, like, he would record his time as 120 hours a week. During busy season. And anyone that works in a professional capacity. A place where you bill your time. And you record it to clients and stuff. You know that he did not have 80 hours of billable time. And 40 hours of of admin time in one week. It's impossible. It's impossible. That didn't happen. So he would lie about his time. He would get everyone else to do his work. He would... Complain that people weren't there long enough when he would leave before me every single night and I would just think, go fuck yourself. So one day he was by my desk and he would always fucking piss me off. Like he was, it was his mission in life to just say things to bother me. Oh, also, the place where I worked, I worked on the second, I think it was the second floor. And at the time they were building an apartment next door and it was winter. So, or no, it wasn't winter, sorry, it was September. So it was getting colder. And these and these mice were coming into the building, like our building, trying to find a place to go. And they would kind of run by our feet. They didn't really do much other than that. Like, and it sounds like I worked in some shit place, but it was a nice building. It just had some sort of hole somewhere where these mice were getting in and they couldn't figure it out. And so I, am, I was afraid because I have a thing, like, I don't want things touching my feet. At any time and like at all, ever, ever, ever. No person, no, he, no being, no animal, no ghost, no killer, no, no nothing. Don't touch my fucking feet. Knees down, don't touch me, you know? So <laughs> like, like seriously don't. Because when I was little, a dog bit my toe and forever since that time I am scarred. And I'm always definitely afraid of people grabbing my ankles from under my bed and i i still think it's going to happen one day cuz i've watched a horror movie where somebody was under the bed and they grab the feet and they the person goes flying face down and then they grab them and they pull them under the bed and they go pa 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 with a knife anyways so one day he's at my desk and he goes to me faith if you don't come in earlier tomorrow keep in mind we were working 16 hour days okay 16 is a bit extreme 12 hour days minimum he goes if you don't come in earlier I know where you live, and I'm going to throw mice into your apartment. He said that to me with a straight face. Like it was a threat. He meant that threat. He meant that. That is the most psychotic shit I have ever heard in my entire life. I've never been threatened like that ever before or ever since. Like it was it was, it actually scared me because I've never told this dude where I live, and he goes, "I walk by your place every day to and from work, and so I know where you live, and I will throw the mice into it. Just watch me, you'll have mice in your apartment. Who says that? That's fucked up. Like he's fucked in his head. That's so strange to do to say. And he says this at work, I should have reported him. I should have called the cops. I was, I just kind of laughed it off in the moment, I think. And I was like, that's, that's weird. But looking back, like, that's psychotic. Like, I'm probably, I'm pretty sure he's a killer. I think he's a serial killer. Tommy, the serial killer. Okay, moving on. I'm trying to say anyways less in these podcasts, because when I was editing, I realized that I do say anyways so a lot. And I'm trying not to. Okay, I want to talk about cars. Cars. I have been thinking a lot lately about cars that I have had in life. I've been thinking a lot about wanting to get a new car recently. And the car that I really want to get is a Mustang. And you may think, why would Faith want to get a Mustang? And I, I, can, I can answer you. I don't know. I really don't know why I want a Mustang. It looks fucking cool, drives fucking fast, and I want to have a Mustang. And that's as, that's as simple as it's going to get. I do not need one, but I want one. So while I'm thinking about getting a Mustang, like, I just really, really want this fucking Mustang. I want a black one. I remembered my first car. And this car we called Pumpkin because the car was a, an orange Kia Soul. Literally, if anyone has ever seen a, a Kia Soul, it's a box. It's like a cubed car. It was a bright like pumpkin orange, and so we would call it pumpkin. It was a great first car. I I saved up, I paid for it with my own money. I I got it when I was going into grade 12, maybe the end of grade 11. No, right before grade 12. And so I was young, it was my first car. It was so great. Like it was 10 years old. It was like shit. But for ha- for that accomplishment and that feeling of like having something that's yours, something big. At that age, like it was like a really big thing for me, but what I really needed to talk about with pumpkin is the dis- the demise of pumpkin. Pumpkin did not deserve what happened to it. <sighs> it hurts me thinking about it because pumpkin and I got into a little bit of a car crash, and anyone that knew me in second year knows that no, thirty year, sorry, knows that this was a very devastating occurrence and I'll never be the same and Pumpkin definitely will never be the same. So what happened was I woke up late one morning and I had to go to work for 8.30 and I was late, like I later than I should have been and I ran out of my house. I, was, I put, threw on a dress, I ran out of my house. I get in the car. I was driving down Sarnia Road in London. I had to stop at the light Fine. There's cars ahead of me. I'm stopped. Then I'm driving. All of a sudden, the car in front of me, at full, we're going full speed here, like just the speed limit, slams on her brakes as hard, like as fast as possible, as hard as possible. And so I, I uh, instinct did it as well, but then I couldn't do it fast enough, and I hit her car. Now the point of the story is, I think that people that think pile-ups, the person that is last is to blame, they're, they're, they're pieces of shit. If you think that, don't ever speak to me again. Because it's not, it is not, I'm getting worked up thinking about it. It is not the person that is last. Sometimes, maybe sometimes it is, but it is not a general case of it's always the last person's fault. And in this case, it was not my fault. But I got fucking blamed for it. What I didn't know when I, when I hit that person in front of me, also I got whiplash from this. It was a traumatic experience. When I hit that person in front of me, I didn't realize there was two cars ahead of her. She spraked because of the person in front of her because of the person in front of her. You know? So it's not my fucking fault that I'm last and I hit this person. they all hit each other, and I hit the last person. That's how it fucking happened. But anyway, so I got my car got damaged. like the front end was like screwed and like crumpled up a little bit, because my car was shit, and these people had like f- big SUVs, like they didn't have scratches on them, you know, like maybe a little bit, but not much. Because they're big tanks of a car. My little car, had, like, it just, it didn't, it couldn't survive that, you know? Like, it, the demise was inev- inevitable. Oh, I can't even speak. I'm getting worked up. So anyways, I had, to, it had green liquid oozing out. And I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to drive this because it, I think I'm going to blow up. And I have a fear of, like, there being a bomb in my car and blowing up. I have a lot of fears, it seems like. A lot of fears that are things like that aren't going to (laughs) happen. And a lot of them are relating to be like to death. Like people grabbing my ankles, my car being blown up, someone killing me outside my house, someone killing me in general. I don't know. It's really fucked up. So I got my car towed to the place that you bring it to to fill out the accident report. Because I needed to do that for my insurance. Because basically I didn't have collision on this car. So I had to write off my car. Which was shit. And so I get there. And I'm like sitting there waiting for my turn. And I look in front of me. I'm like wow that girl looks familiar. Then I realize afterwards. It's the same bitch that I hit. She went there ahead of time. While I was towing my car. Because she could drive perfectly fine. Her car was fine. To fill out an accident report. To blame me for the accident. So I get to the person and she goes, well, you were last. I got the bitch one, by the way. You were last. So it's your fault this happened legally. But since your car had the most damage, we feel bad. This is literally what she said. We feel bad for you. So you've had a bad enough day. We're not going to like charge you a fee. But we're going to put this down as it was your fault. What the fuck? That's some fucked up shit. I'm saying fuck a lot in this episode, but it's, it's grant. It's, it's needed. So anyways, I had to write off that car. I ended up selling it to my dad's mechanic and he bought it for like $600. I had bought it for way more than that. So it's upsetting. Anyways, he was going to fix it up for his niece And then he fixed it up. He, like, did the free labor. He bought some parts. It cost him, like, $2,000. And then he gives it to his niece, and the niece says she doesn't want it. And so he did all that for nothing, and she's ungrateful. Sorry, not sorry. Because he was a nice guy, and I really feel bad for him about that. But anyways, I got my new car. Oh, no, sorry. Let me go back a little bit. My airbags did not go off in the Kia, when it crashed. And to this day, I still think I should sue Kia for that, because something was wrong with that fucking car. I could have died. The airbags, the way I hit that car, the airbags should have come off, come out, whatever the saying is for them expanding. They should have come out. It would have hurt me, but it should have just for safety reasons. There's the whole front of the car is fucked, and the airbags didn't come out. That's some glitch that I should have sued and made millions. But then everyone told me, don't sue. Don't go through it. It's just a hassle. No. No. I should have sued. And I regret that to this day. So, anyways, then I purchased Ghost. And Ghost was a new car. She was a 2018. Uh, she was a, hot, a high. I don't know if you say it Hyundai or Hyundai or whatever. I ha I still have a Hyundai Hyundai whatever, a different one, but I still have one, and I still don't know how to say it. But basically, I had an Elantra. It was white, so that's why we called her Ghost, going with the theme of pumpkin. And poor little Ghosty. Ghosty's demise, was worse because Ghosty, got hit and ran, by a motherfucking bitch. Lot of bitches in my life here. I woke up one day and I come outside to again to go to work, and I see a piece of my car, the piece of white a chunk of white car parts on the ground, and I go, "Well, that's fucking weird." I look at the front corner of my car, like the driver's side front corner with the light. the whole front corner is gone; it's no longer on my vehicle. The light is smashed. Everything underneath it is gone. There's glass everywhere. There's parts everywhere. There's something hanging by a thread, like this cord, dragging on the ground. There, I look everywhere. There's no note. I look in the entire neighborhood. There's no car that has damage. So I, I know who did it. I know who did it. It was this guy in this subdivision. They were still building a whole nother section to the subdivision. So this guy had a mini bulldozer that worked there. And the daughter of the guy that was building it worked for him. And she lived in one of the houses down the street from me. And this guy was sleeping with her and he would stay with her at her house. And so he hit my fucking car with the mini bulldozer. It's the only explanation that makes sense. He hit my car and didn't want to get fired for fucking the daughter's the the guy's daughter and so didn't leave a note it cost me over a thousand dollars personally five thousand dollar insurance claim that the insurance fucked up and i didn't know until i switched insurances but they put that as an at fault i'm not at fault for someone hitting my fucking car in the middle of the night okay that's not my fucking fault i woke up to that shit the car is parked And I filed a report at the accident place again. Those people didn't give a fuck. They didn't do shit about it. So I had to pay for that insurance. I had to pay the deductible on the insurance. I had to pay for rental car insurance because for three weeks I had a rental car because the guy couldn't get the part in to fix my car. I thought it was gonna be a few days. So I said, okay, fine, we'll get the rental insurance. The rental car insurance. Rental car insurance is a inhumane waste of garbage money it's a waste of space fuck that I paid over a thousand dollars in rental car insurance for a car I didn't actually this is the only car I've had that hasn't hit anything that's so annoying oh my god I forgot a whole part of the story we're gonna come back to rental insurance later when I had pumpkin I turned into my work one day, and they were building something across the street, so it was blocked off by like this wood paneling, and my car the the right side of pumpkin scraped along this wood paneling, and it got a whole line across the whole side of the car. I got it fixed. it cost me a thousand dollars. A week later is when I smashed the car when I so it cost me money to fix the car. And then I had planned to sell it to my stepdad for five thousand dollars, and then i-and then the next week I got into the the car accident and i-i sold it for six hundred dollars I, I- can't even breathe thinking about that. I forgot until right this moment that that car I got it fixed right before that. Oh my God, I just remembered a whole nother story. Someone threw a brick through that car's window too. I slept at my dad's watching the cats one night when I had that car. The next morning I come outside, glasses everywhere. And he lives in a nice neighborhood. Glasses everywhere. I look in the front seats, a brick is in my passenger side seat. Someone threw a brick through my window, stole my purse that I, I guess I left in there. Inside a shoebox, I think I left it in. You fit, th- and also they stole everything in it. They could have fucking left my ID. You know how hard it is to go get more bank cards, to get more driver's license, a health card, when you don't have anything? My mom had my passport in Windsor. When you don't have any ID, you're driving around without a license because you can't get a fucking license because you don't have ID. Like that is difficult. Lee, any robbers out there? leave the uh, the ids please take the cash take the cards take the credit cards the debit card the gift cards Take the cat the change take everything you want take the i liked that wallet i'm still pissed about that i really liked that wallet and they they didn't just drop the wallet somewhere i looked everywhere i thought they would just take the cash and drop it somewhere they didn't but just leave that stuff take what you want but leave that stuff you don't need my id it's so upsetting. And I had to get a new bank card, new credit card, cancel that stuff, cancel all the stuff that was linked to it. A terrible experience. So that, yeah, so I got that fixed. That cost me $300. I also had put in a remote start into that car that cost me hundreds of dollars. I had fixed the whole side that cost me $1,000. Then the week, like, the week later, I, I demolished the front of the car. So poor Pumpkin went through it. Very upsetting. Now back to re- rental car insurance. I think I've actually said all I want to say about that. It is garbage. I will never ever get it in the future. It is a money grabbing piece of shit. And anyone that thinks differently, we can just agree to disagree. I don't need to ad- agree with everyone about everything. You don't need to agree with me. I don't need to hear about it if you don't agree. Because I don't care. But I. that's how I feel. And I guess back to my original... Th- thought like the the whole point of this is I want to get a new car and I want to get a Mustang currently I have a Hyundai Kona however you say those words and it's white that's fine I want a black Mustang I want to go really really fast I I really want to be part of street racing I just have an obsession lately with street racing. I don't know why. I don't know anyone that does street racing. I d- I don't know anyone that has a connection that could get me to get to go to an illegal street race. I don't want to go to a NASCAR one. I want to go to an illegal one. I want to see the cars go in circles like donuts. I want to s- I want to see them race. I want to see who wins. I want the thrill, you know. I want to be in Fast and the Furious 1 before the guy gets shot at the end that like made me like want to die. I want to just, lit. I want to be, once in my life, I want to go to an illegal street race. And I want to do it in my black Mercedes. And so I was thinking about it, like, I was like, I don't want a white Mercedes because I think that's stupid. I don't want a red one because I don't like red cars. But, like, if I got a colored Mercedes, I think that is my in to become part of the street racing group. You know, because I feel like if you have a a colored Mercedes, like, anyone that has a green Mercedes, like a bright lime green Mercedes. Sorry, am I saying Mercedes or Mustang? I think this whole time I've been saying Mercedes, but if I have, I I meant Mustang. I'm not going to go back and edit that out. If I see someone with a green Mustang, I'm I'm pretty sure they're part of street racing because there's definitely a crowd. I used to hear them in my downtown apartment. They would street race down the Richmond row. But anyone that has connections out there that can get me hooked up, Hook a sister up here. I want to go. I'm not going to tell the cops. I'm not going to do, I'm not, I'm no, stitch snitches get stitches and snitches are bitches and they're going to wind up in ditches and that ain't me. I'm not going to be in any ditch. I'm not going to be a bitch and I'm not going to snitch. Okay? So just hook me up. I want to go to one. I'll never tell anyone. It will not be on the podcast. Just hook me up. I am also open to other ideas about cars. I'm open to a Mercedes, although I don't really want that unless it's a convertible, but I, who can afford that? I would like a Cadillac. That seems cool. I just want a cool car. I want a fun car, a fast car, one that like people look at and they're like, wow, I didn't expect her to be driving that. You know, that's what I want. And so do I have money for these cars? No. Do I intend to still buy one? Yes. Am I dumb for that? Probably. Yeah. But does that change my mind? No, it doesn't really at all. And I'm going to get it because I can and I will. And I don't know when, but one day I will join the podcast and with an announcement that says, I got a Mustang guys. And that day will come in the next year. So just keep waiting. If anyone wants to give me a Mercedes, uh, sorry, a Mustang, we can be best friends. If you want to, if you want to give me a deal, if you want to give me a free one, we can be the bestest of friends. I will do your taxes for free for life. I will do anything you want within reason. Just, I'm putting that out there in the universe. Let's keep positive thoughts. Everyone pray to the universe for me, pray to whoever, pray to whatever, but just Faithy wants a Mercedes. Uh, Oh my God, if I say Mercedes one more time, someone come and kill me. Has anybody ever been to that place in London that is called Mustang Sally's? That is going to be Mustang Faithy's once Faithy gets a Mustang. We are gonna live the Mustang Faithy lifestyle over here, okay? So on that note, we're gonna end the episode because I can't really think of anything else to say that tops everything I've just talked about. So thank you for listening. I think this has been a good episode, actually. I feel a lot more confident about this solo episode than I did the last one. Um, I know I said there would be a guest this week, but I just kind of left it to the last minute and I didn't want to have to like reach out to a bunch of people to see who I could get as a guest last minute and take up their time. So next week, I promise, pinky promise, triple dog promise, dare promise as I promised so many times. Anyways, I I swear there will be a guest next week. I don't know who yet, but I'm going to hope I am going to get a good one. So thank you for listening. We're going to end on a final quote. This one relates to the first episode we did because shout out to Paige. It was her 21st birthday on March 8th and she, she got COVID. I don't know if she would want me to say that, but she did. So that sucks on her birthday. That's really shitty but we're going to throw it back to that episode when we talked about how we want to die. The final quote is, if at first you don't succeed, then skydiving isn't for you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye!